Hello, Sorensen Sound. I didn't think I'd record an episode today, but I just worked out, and I have a lot of energy. And I hadn't gone on a walk before, because I've gotten so used to working out, like, earlier in the day, that if I don't by the afternoon, then I'm just tired, because my body's like, okay, we're not going to use all of this. Time to sleep. <laughs> so I took a nap, but my mom woke me up to get my nails done. I was, like, in a weird limbo, where I was either going to take another nap or get my nails done um oh wait what or I was gonna do something I did get my nails done but um decided to go to the gym so I was like my body because earlier in the day I was like ready to go I was like come on when are we going guys 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 being my body um so I went to the gym have fun little time uh, I feel good. I don't know what else to say. Uh, <laughs> but, yes, I wanted to talk about... So this whole year, I've been, like... Or since the start of the year, I was like, I'm gonna get, like, nicer workout clothes, so that way I want to work out more. And I just haven't done it, because a lot of the brands that I want to try are mostly, like online and I hate returning stuff so honestly I don't want to get the wrong size and there's one brand that's like it's overseas at that so it'd be um, a big big effort to return but the thing with workout clothes is like I like when it's more like compression like I, I don't like loose workout clothes I think it's because of swimming honestly where I'm used to like my knee skin um, where you're supposed to, you size down, like, I want to say four sizes for a knee skin. So my knee skins were all, oh, that whistle, um, depending on the brand, they were like 23, 24. Uh, but I pretty much exclusively wore Speedo because, I mean, because <laughs> we were sponsored by Speedo, so I, like, had to. Um, but... Well, actually, I don't know. I get con- so I swim for a few different teams throughout my 11 years. <laughs> the thing is, I'm for three different teams, and and one was sponsored by Arena, but I was only there for like a year anyway because I didn't like it. Um, and um, honestly, it was like partially because. I hadn't gotten into, especially to get into high school, because that's like, Chicago schools are kind of crazy. You could do like principal's discretion. If you don't get in with a score, you can write an essay and be like, this is why I should get in. So this was like the top high school. I I did go there and I didn't need the swimming, but um, whatchamacallit. Uh, So I went to the best high school in the state, it's the best in the country. you should swim for their team just in case like you need help getting in essentially because then it's like that's how crazy that like high school system is in the u.s with testing and stuff like you know people talk about new york but i like chicago's wild that i had to do that or like was prepared to do that um but the other teams pretty sure both of them were speedo but i think it was tyr at one point for one of them but 
Uh, so I pretty much could only wear Speedo anyway. And, but that only mattered for championship meets. But once I got like older and better at swimming, you almost exclusively go to like uh, sanctioned meets where like your times could count for certain kinds of like bigger qualifiers. Uh, so then I had to wear Speedo, Faskin, or you can call them Faskin or Niskin, but we said Niskin. Um, anyway, because there was a time before Niskins were really popular when I was a lot younger where there was, that would be what I consider a Faskin, where there's like no legs on it, where it just looks like a normal swimsuit, but that same kind of material. Um, but that's what I, we wore when we were like little kids, I guess. And then, um, what was it? Oh yeah, so new skin, Speedo, it's 23, 24. Um, but then like my practice suit was like 27, 28. And that was another thing. Whereas like the trend when we were young was to wear this brand called Uglies. And those were fairly like, they weren't completely closed back, but they were, it was like a pretty small hole. But even like the teenage girls wore them. And then when we got older, or as we got older, the brand that became really popular and I think is still like the brand to this day. I say as though it's been that long, but I quit swimming like four years ago now. So it's been a bit. Um, but anyway, it was called Jolin and Jolins are very open back <laughs> and they very much go up your ass. So. <laughs> I was used to like swimsuit up my ass every day for probably seven out of the 11 years, um, or maybe six. But yeah, no, six is more accurate. That's when I'm like 13, 12, 13. Um, so you just get used to that. And they were so long, where this is maybe team but I was literally only comfortable ever wearing like essentially thongs. Because otherwise it just didn't feel right to me because I'm used to a swimsuit up your ass. Um, <laughs> just a funny little phenomenon. But um, since grown out of that, now I have to do it based on what I'm wearing. Um, but yeah, I also think with, I feel like I've commented on this before on the podcast, but just for the sake of cohesion, I'll do it here as well. But with swimming, like I would wear, definitely talk about this. I would wear like whatever shirts we had from that season, like or whatever championship shirts, whatever team shirts, because we had to wear um, like team gear at all the meets, even though, and then also depending, and we had team suits as well that we'd wear, unless um, it was one of those meets where it was <laughs> championship. I also just remembered something we all did, which was kind of like a scare tactic essentially is so most of the meets become prelim final once you get older or better um it is a combination of both both because some of the higher level meets um just don't have younger age groups so it is a combo um but anyway so everything would be prelim finals and <laughs> the scare tactic was you just wear like your team suit which is essentially like a warm-up suit which is like practice attire basically or like equivalent to it or that's how it's perceived to <laughs> prelims at any big meet and everyone else is there in their knee skins and our whole team <laughs> is just there and our silly little suits and then you 
pull up to finals wearing your knee skin. Um, but it's just funny. It was supposed to be like be tough for whatever, regardless of what heat you're in. It was. It's always like it was always a little intimidating, especially once you got to like because once we got to bigger, like whatever your end of season meet is, whatever your big thing is, whatever you like taper for. Um, I don't know if other sports have an equivalent of tapering, but basically every summer there'll be different groups based on what your end meet is going to be. Um, and even if you make a qualifying time at that meet, you just like continue to taper down, um, which I always did. <laughs> Sorry, I'm out of breath going uphill. But I always did better with a longer taper. Um, but anyway, you would train with the group. You would have a shared held week, hell week, which is just like, that's the most you're swimming every day in a season. And it's not like longer time, it's just going further, just like brute force. And tapering is kind of like, you're just taking like sandbags off. So that way you can vroom. And it feels so much easier and you just feel like you're flying every day. And that's also like a boost of confidence. So yeah. It's usually a hell week and then two weeks of taper. But because it'll be a championship season, there's usually a meet like every weekend. So it'd be partial taper for like your second biggest meet and then full taper for your biggest meet. So you get two chances for whatever cut you're trying to make. Um, so, And the good thing about being a backstroker is that I always had more chances for cuts than everybody else because in a medley relay, backstroke starts first. So it also, if you're first in a freestyle relay, your time counts. So just like first in a relay, time counts. Your time is like valid as an individual event, whether, it, like regardless of distance, whatever. So, oh, look, it was, it was fun. I, <laughs> but there was one meet that I tapered for and I, with the exact, I had, um, I, mean, I had four chances in that single weekend to make my cut um, because I had my prelim and final for the race and the prelim and final for the relay. Also, there are some meets where if it was like a longer race, then they would just do like your preceded time and you would automatically final. So for like uh, the mile and whatever, um, just because like they don't want to waste time, they want to do single session yada 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 um but so some of the longer relays just don't get a prelim is my point but i would sorry distracted by the fan but i would be so the first time i dropped 0.02 seconds and then i dropped another 0.01 in finals and then i went that exact same time twice more and that's how, like, swimming is so insanely mental. Because how the fuck do you go <laughs> the same time down to the hundredth three times in a weekend? Uh, also that weekend, uh, there is, we traveled for that meet. It was somewhere out in Wisconsin, or not Wisconsin, sorry, Michigan. And <laughs> we all ripped our suits. Every single one of us ripped our suit. Or like our, so you would have like different levels of knee skin because you're only supposed to wear them a few times before they wear out. And so the one that you wore the least or your newest one essentially would just be your prime one. 
and we all ripped our prime new skins. Um, so that was fun. It was stressful, but and we were all like, when each of us individually ripped it, we were so scared that our parents would get mad. But then we realized they all ripped, and then our moms just complained to Speedo. But also, fun fact is that you can fix swimsuits with nail polish or knee skins. I don't know if this is still true, because I feel like old, I feel outdated now. But at the time, you, you could like just nail polish it and dry and it would work. Um, so yeah, fun stuff. Oh, but there's also, so before, Jolins became a trend. Knee, so knee skins hurt your shoulders a lot because it's just really tight suit and you don't want to take it all the way off because it's really hard to get on and off. Like there's stories about girls that would take like 30, 40 minutes to get a suit on. And the first, there's some suits where like, I think the longest I ever took was maybe 20 minutes because you just don't want to rip that thing. Um, and so you would just take like the straps off and then you would wear like a sports bra, like a Nike sports bra was like the thing to wear around the meet. And then you would just like quickly put the straps on before you race, whatever, or to warm up and then do it. But then Jolins became a thing and they also, I think that Jolins started off as like a surf beach volleyball brand. And then we just like stole it <laughs> essentially. So we would wear like the beach volleyball like bra top they're just like swimsuit top I guess I don't know how to describe it um so it's just kind of fun to see how even within sports there's like that kind of niche and brand dominance and it was like genuinely something that I always found really interesting because especially shoes changed a lot but also never became crazy but when I was really young everyone wore Uggs and I tried it and I was like why are you gonna put your wet feet in Uggs that should made no sense but that was when I started in like 2008. Um, <laughs> very passionate about that being dumb as fuck. Because what? <laughs> um, but anyway. Where was I going? Oh yeah, and then it became like you had to wear like the Nike Elites with like this one kind of Nike gym shoe. Um, which worked out because I also played basketball at that age, so I had a lot of Nike elites because um, that was also the best. But then it's also interesting how like sports cross over in that way. I hear a dog barking somewhere, and then it was like Nike slides, whatever. And then I don't really remember anything being prevalent at the end. I just wore like because I was a lifeguard because every summer, fucking lifeguards. <laughs> it's what we got. It's what we got <laughs> easily. Um, but I also did some lessons and helped coach a bit. Um, but I just wore like the waterproof Birkenstocks. So I don't really, I didn't really care at the end. Especially when you get older, you're just like real athlete time only. Also, everyone had like the rollers. Um, but most people's looked like marsh, like it looked like a bunch of marshmallows. I don't know how to describe that. And mine was different. It, I had like a Nike, just like single roller thing. And I like that because I've tried, I tried like the marshmallow ones and they sometimes pinch my skin. I just didn't get why people like that one, personally. <laughs> um, also, 
There was one summer where it was like, in general, you want to wear um, a silicone cap because it's like thicker, it'll last longer, makes your head more streamlined. And there's also something called a dome cap, which you is another like debate of if you put goggles in between caps or over dome. But if you put it over dome, that kind of defeats the purpose because it's supposed to make you like really streamlined, whatever. Um, but latex also like pulls your hair and it's really uncomfortable. But there's just like a summer where that was the thing. And thankfully it stopped. Um, mostly because I knew a lot of people who like the back of the, like by the nape of their neck, like the hair started like breaking and it was really short. And it looked kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> very grateful it did not happen to me, but it was just entertaining because it would be like, yeah, I don't know. Um, thankfully I went back to silicone caps. And I, my whole entire swimming career, there's also one season, there's one high school season, where we all had like clear goggles for a minute. But other than that, I only ever wear the Speedo Vanquishers because, I don't know, I fuck with that a lot more than anything else. But I knew one guy who was really good and he like swore by the Swedish goggles that have no like cushion on them. And it, I don't know how it didn't. I tried to, to wear his goggles like once and uh, it was just so painful. I don't know how he did that. Um, but yeah, I miss, sometimes swimming was fun. Like whenever we had, some, on a very rare occasion, like a couple times, maybe three times a season. And keep in mind, winter season is fucking long. Winter season is the entire school year. It's from like September to I don't fucking what, like April. Um, it's obscene. April, May, April, I think. Like mid-April, late April. So April's like championship season. Um, but it was rough. Um, what was, where was that coming from? Oh, how many times we did. But we do starts and turns days. And it was so fun because it would be so exciting when you saw this like little mat get put along the side of the pool. Then we'd all just line up and then you like do running starts and then you go stay underwater the whole time and do it like a Tennessee turn. Or no, Tennessee turn something else. But we would do that in the same day. I do love Tennessee turns. So out of breath, oh my god. I need to learn how to pace myself. My thoughts go a little too fast. And it's hot outside. The high today is 30. And it's also meant to storm a lot, so the air feels very like heavy and burdensome in a way. Uh, also, my throat really hurts from the whiplash. Like, the back of my neck had been hurting, but now the front does, which is kind of... It, it's a novel sensation, honestly. Um, anyway. What was that going? Oh, yeah, and Turns Day was fun. And then I liked Thursdays and Fridays when of like on my last team every day of the week would be like the same theme but we would do obviously like different sets within that um i don't know why like th the thursdays was vo2 max um and 200 pace but it was like <laughs> so you just work on doing like 200s and well two vo2 max day was pretty much the same every time but you would have to do 
one of the sets not free. So it'd be like, you can do free, or it was choice, specialty, and not freestyle. Um, and then I think sometimes we did a fourth round, but I just don't remember what it was. My specialty is backstroke. And for not free, I would do butterfly. Because <laughs> I was like, at one point, I was just like, I'm going to be crazy. I'm going to make butterfly my second stroke. And I did. <laughs> but <laughs> it's so fucking hard. But it's so cool. Butterfly is like the prettiest stroke. It, and once you're good at it, like once you're strong enough, it feels so like it, it was just the best feeling, honestly, to be like, yeah, it's so smooth. It's so it's great. And hey, this isn't that's interesting. And I always think about like the Ice Princess movie with uh, Michelle Trachtenberg. <laughs> she's like analyzing the physics of ice skating for a project and then she learns how to ice skate but <laughs> in terms of physics like butterfly if it's done like properly is supposed to be the fastest stroke and um i think there's one guy i'm blanking on his name but i think he's swimming for georgia i'm sure he would have he's definitely graduated by now i'm sure he's on the u.s olympic team but he um, I think he broke like 20 seconds for a 50 fly. It's like insane. And he uh, has the fastest 50 free as well. Um, but I think his butterfly is, like, became, was slightly faster. He's the first person where it's like the physics catch up <laughs> or is able to like attain that. Um, it's really cool. And uh, it's just being on the field that is so sick. And yeah, I don't know. I really liked. It's just fun. Um, There's times like that where swimming felt great, and even though though it was, even though the team actually was, it was tough. Once you got far enough into season and in shape enough, you felt like untouchable. And I think that's part of why I chose fly was because I just wanted to feel even more untouchable. Because there's some people out there, like all the freestylers, would do backstroke, and I was like, that's what I'd be doing on the regular, bitch. But then I'm out here, just completely unable to do breaststroke for my life. I was so good at IM, except for my breaststroke. Like, my, my breaststroke, it was kind of crazy because the way that that would work out with heats is I would be in, like, a pretty late heat every time. But I'd be so far ahead until breaststroke. Everyone would catch up and then I would beat them at the end. It was just, like... It's just like hitting the fucking brakes with me in breaststroke. Uh, it, that shit makes no sense. I don't get it. It's for short people, and that's fine. I'm just not short. Uh, <laughs> that was also something where like your main stroke was kind of a personality test in a way. It's like I don't think there was ever a concrete like character assessment <laughs> to it. Other than you can kind of just tell by someone's vibe what they did, like what their stroke was, and then sometimes what their <laughs> event was. So it's fun. I think 200 back suits me. I think it's fun. I, I'm, you know, I'm a tall, tall fellow. <laughs> kind of chill, chill, tall, quiet. You tend to be longer events, and I'm just not a freestyler. I like. It looks so fun. You just gotta like stare at the ceiling for a bit. 
um, except I did this thing for a long time where I liked it when there was just like a bit of like I didn't like hearing things so I always put my cap all like pretty much all the way over my ears um, until there's there's also a thing where everyone wore like the same pair of like diamond or like false diamond earring or fake diamond rather um, earrings and you just like obviously you're not gonna put a cap over that um, but so then it was just like the tip of my ear hanging but I just didn't like hearing anything so I just like slightly <laughs> submerged my face um, but it is cool if you like ever look at high resolution videos of swimmers like in general like right before you break the surface from your start or from a turn your underwaters which is called um, there's like the thin layer of water sometimes just in general but like as you're going thin layer of water it's cool um, <laughs> I feel like such a dork talking about this but it's not some like as soon as I quit swimming it wasn't it's not something I, I, I pretty immediately forgot about it because it was something where like you go from doing this like you're practicing what like four and a half hours a day six days a week um and for 11 years to not doing it at all and in a weird way it was like this entire vein in my life i just been like i had extracted it in a single movement so it was kind of like easy to forget about in some way because it's not as though like I had no reminders of swimming if that makes sense like there was no partial event which could like trigger a memory of like oh like, this is what happens next like this is what I like I do this um so it was pretty like easy in a way to just remove that but then at the same time like I still have such a deep knowledge of so much with regards to swimming but even more than that um I think when you do any sport or any like physical activity at a high level and for long enough you become so acquainted with your body in a very novel way um that it just like becomes something which you you, you can't forget like the second nature or like muscle memory that kind of thing <laughs> definitely like informs the way I do some things and I think part of the reason thing that this is because um at Pilates I um was doing one thing and I was doing like EVF early vertical forearm and I was like <laughs> damn that's crazy um <laughs> this is still that, that like that was just my automatic movement um with it but it's also I was having a conversation about this a few weeks ago where I, a lot of people that just like go to the gym sometimes or get into working out later in life and just never really dedicate themselves to a sport can tend they tend to make it very emotionally driven. <laughs> and they'll be like oh yeah I just like work on my anger I just work out the depression and this and I'm like fair enough I just like that but I just don't get that um in a way because I like with swimming you cannot have an emotionally driven race for the most part because then you get sloppy like it'll probably be good for the first uh, if you're a sprinter it's probably just fine but I wasn't so for the 200 you'd probably be great for the first hundred you'd be like starting out for the best and then 
<laughs> then crash and it gets sloppy and it's a mess regardless of what emotion charges it you like it's happiness anger whatever so you just have to learn to like always control those things and so I never let my emotions influence that and then like over the years it just become like a, to me like working out is just a truly peaceful thing and it, it really is just like communicating with my body and so whenever I'm avoiding working out I know that there's just like something wrong with like the inner peace whatever um, and then I like will ignore it and sometimes it's necessary sometimes it's like you don't have to confront it you don't have to understand every little inch but I still really enjoy it and there's something that uh, like that's why when, when I go hiking I tend to be pretty quiet and I don't like lifting with people like I don't like going to the gym with people um, or if we do, um, I just had to, like, in the fall, I was teaching two of my friends how to lift that I never had before, and just had to, like, build a basic gym routine, and with that, I just had to, like, completely go in with the idea of, like, teaching and not at all that I was going to get a workout in, if you will, because um, otherwise, I would just get, like, in, like, a zen mode, where I'm just like, I'm good, I don't want to talk but I had to like teach them. So it was just going with a different mindset. Um, so it's fun. And now that I've been working out again consistently and I just worked out on my own, which I tend to like workout classes now because it's just the most reminiscent. Like I, it's to me the most reminiscent of being on like a sports team because it's like a coach telling you what to do. <laughs> I don't know, I still just like that, it's still, because to me that allows me to, like, if I'm not thinking about how many more reps I have to do, if I'm not thinking about whatever, and just, like, trust the process kind of thing, then it's a lot easier for me to just, just to solely think about my body, to think about the form, to think about this, that, and the other thing, and my side really hurts, I think it's because I'm not breathing properly because I'm so out of breath been talking about this but it's weird because I haven't talked about swimming very in depth at all since quitting and even when you're in when you're in swimming like you don't <laughs> everyone just kind of understands the nuances like what you wear what you do whatever whatever um so it's it was like a silent it was like something like understood when you're in the moment and when you're out of it, it's like, I was so far gone. There's no point in trying to explain every little thing about, like, a swimming culture. Um, so, yeah. But, I'd be thinking. I haven't been in a pool in a while. Sometimes I, like, I don't know. I This is kind of sound like, I've, like, I genuinely think that I would be doing so they have something called like Masters USA swimming which is just like adults like competitive swimming um and I genuinely think I would do that if it wasn't so like bad for your hair and skin because <laughs> it wasn't like it, it's gnarly what what it does but I'm sure I could commit to doing it like once or twice a week um definitely would be jarring but Oh, I think I saw lightning in the distance. Um, yeah. Oh, my flight doesn't get messed up because of the weather. Anyway. Um, 
but where is this going? What was I saying? The sky does look really pretty before it storms. Um, I don't know, but I think I would if it just wasn't for that, and that's why I just like try and find alternatives. But at the end of the day, I feel like maybe I'm just looking for swimming again. Um, but I genuinely fucking love Pilates. Pilates or reformer Pilates. I don't like that Pilates, but like reformer Pilates is so fun. It's such a good time. I love putting my feet in the loops and swinging them around. Like that's, the, I'm having the time of my life on those stupid little machines. Uh, so, like, cannot recommend it truly enough because it also just it has the same centering effect that yoga does because it's so breath oriented. Um, so. It's a good time. And I like that it's more like deep functional core exercises rather than like, uh, I'm so bad with knowing like muscle names, but like it's the lower abdomen rather than the upper. I used to know the names for things. I forgot them. They're just like, I forgot so many other things. I'm swimming. <laughs> it's funny that we would always have like nutritionists come in to talk to us and they're like chocolate milk drink that all the time and I was like okay no one's gonna no one complained about drinking chocolate milk I knew a kid that drank a jug of chocolate milk a day um <laughs> like have some fruit snacks and I was like fuck yeah baby I love fruit snacks um <laughs> it's just, just funny um but and I also I liked training camp a lot it was so fun it was just like also team bonding um, birds also served as bonding and it's a great time. But, um, oh yeah, upper abdomen. Yeah, but no, it's more like central. It's more like your entire core, strengthens your back, just very holistic movement in Pilates, which I really enjoy. And I think that's something where, that's why I always get like pretty bored with traditional gym workouts. I had one coach, so at my last team, we had, like uh, uh, some fancy lifting program schedule thing that we had designed for us and it was a lot of like we, it was called prehab I don't know if that's just what our team called it or if that's a thing but there's a lot of like band workouts at the end so let's start off with some like movement <laughs> we would take every day we had to like change which teammate we carried around the pool but you just had to like you were both standing, you just like lifted them up by the waist and then just like carried them around. And it was um, a big pool, it was 50 meters plus diving well. Um, but then you lift, and there's pull ups, whatever, and then we do prehab, which is like um, resistance band training, so that like, because swimming uses a lot of small mus muscles in your shoulders. Um, so it was just to protect your little muscles everything every small movement um which i liked a lot but it does get like a little tedious but at the same time i'm very grateful because that's probably what taught me even though i also i grew up doing yoga with my mom just because she thought it was good for me because i did so many sports as a kid um which also i think helped just make me be very in tune with small parts of my body and like also just gave me more knowledge on how to stretch different things how to work out whatever wasn't feeling good or what I felt like needed to be activated or wasn't working that I could just do that without like overthinking and just 
made my mind. Body connection. A lot stronger. And that's why it's always sad whenever <laughs> I go ha- like have a more depressive episode where it's just such a physical reaction because I'm usually like I, I so deeply prioritize and cherish knowing <laughs> what's going on in my body and that's why I, I like I love walking. Because that's as holistic as it gets. You gotta work on posture, movement, blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> but it seems so simple, but then it's just like, I don't know. I, I love walking. Could never be tired of a little bustle of moment. Um, but yes, Pilates, big, big advocate. If you haven't tried it, you should. Um, I don't want to make it more expensive <laughs> by promoting it. But at the same time, everyone should do it. It's so fun. You just gotta try it. Because it's also harder than you think, especially if you do. Well, I don't know. There's two kinds of series. If you go to like a very traditional one where they <laughs> talk about the guy, the founder. What's it? Oh, God. I can't remember his name. It's, uh, it's something. Pilates. Um, but it was like in the mid-1900s he developed it to help make ballerinas stronger um well it's not robert but it's something like that robert pilates i don't know um so there's some that are like very traditional uh true to form very uh like much boutique studios and those ones are difficult like you will very much feel it but it's not uh nearly as difficult as probably mega reformer classes are like in new york there's um solid core which i do like a lot it was it was a surprise because i had only done like the boutique classes before the (laughs) mega reformer and i just was not ready but um it's rough it's hard (laughs) um also it's getting dark so probably just didn't do one more lap of this little walk it's also been like 40 minutes of walking so not bad laps i got in before dark and i already stretched i just had to put my legs up the wall um yeah something is fun to think about i don't it's i'm getting like a little emotional right now but that's just because you know hormones whatever but I just don't think about it a ton. And then you realize, cause like it's just easy in a way to holistically remove something that was so fully a part of you in your life. That then when you think of it, you, you realize that it's just so deeply affected so much of <laughs> uh, <laughs> And there's just so many people where it's just, I, I've unfollowed a lot of people that I swam with and I did so pretty like, completely disconnected and now I'm like oh I wonder how they are um but in general, some of them turned out to not be great people so I, I don't regret those some of them are like still so sweet and those ones I still follow um but also it's funny it's my story came to my mind uh so I my first boyfriend if you can say that um <laughs> I met swimming and um we were very young, like grade school, like middle school. 
and is kind of <laughs> just like text after practice and step or snapshot whatever and <laughs> we both had braces at the same time and i it was like the bane of my existence to think of like new color combos so that he would like comment on it <laughs> why was i the coolest person ever it was so silly so silly and this kind of makes me feel like old i guess but our first like date if you will was to see anchorman in theaters and that like thinking about it when did that come out like 2010 i don't know um but <laughs> it's funny um my heart broke and then we broke up because he missed the date of ours because he i like he slept in and i was like oh this is so sad and i went on the date alone my little like what was it sixth or seventh grade my little heart was broken um so that was fun <laughs> and he was a little older than me and went to a private school and so like before high school started i had like not quite a step sibling but my mom's my mom had a long-term boyfriend and i shadowed his son at the school because he's in the same grade as mine then well and still now i guess x uh, my first oh my god <laughs> but this is one of those things where it's like I don't count it as at all even though I say that it is because it's like the little kid romance not to disvalue that because I know that the feelings are very real to little me but um yeah so then I shadowed him and then we like they're in the same like friend group so we had lunch together and I had to like play cool the whole time meanwhile I was like yeah my Avenger, even though like we swam together every day, so who knows what's going on in my mind. But it was just so much drama. But also swimmers are all just fucking dorks. They're all parents. They're all so strange. Uh, it's so fun. Like, how does that happen? How does it just like a whole sport of dorks? Like, I I don't know. I really appreciate it because it makes it like it's very like open silly kind of culture like but at the same time just fosters it's nice to talk about this at the time of the evening sort of thing because that's usually the only time i think about swimming is <laughs> when i have to like my mom will be like oh did this person have an eating disorder i'm always like yep pretty much everyone you can think of and i swim with an eating disorder it's like even the guys it's like yep <laughs> um because it's like swimming and ballet are the two sports where they're most common it's just like I know that there's a common phrase with ballet which is like oh I can see your lunch because you're in a, like a leotard but same thing with swimming like you're in a swimsuit you can see everything every day um but it's also so weird because I feel like ballet like the body type that you strive for in the sport is the same that you probably strive for outside of it so the image that you're trying to attain is very similar but in swimming, it's slightly different because, like, what makes you good at your sport is just different than the norm, especially for, like, women. Um, you want broad shoulders, but in reality, like, you want narrow shoulders. And I, to this day, like, I can't, like, I get that this is all just, like, being socialized to find certain things attractive and it's not, like, a natural, like, oh, little, like, narrow shoulders, so sexy, like, who the fuck cares? Um, like, it's so weird 
to think about a particular body part and like because no one actually cares about a particular body part you know that at some point in your life you just developed this fixation because you have assigned it to like a trait of desirability that like isn't actually about how much you find it sexy it's just about like it becomes a symbol for your sexuality in general oh there's different lighting um not explaining that well but point is who gives a fuck but because of something like i valued like i just still i just naturally have broader shoulders but i also just value that more because of swimming and i've never cared enough to <laughs> deconstruct that um because i like it and i'm like okay sure fun so i like having broader shoulders and then you just have this weird like clashing of a gener- wider social preference and then a narrower one with your chosen sport which you participate so yeah but then it was uh, eating culture is a mess because on my last team which was my best team, I also hope you can hear the frogs they love to scream that's how you know it's summer in North Carolina even though I know it's not literally it just the, the frogs decide once they start screaming it is spring um but yeah no like at the end there are these girls they're like I only ate fruit today um and I'm like we've probably burned several thousand like thousands of calories what (laughs) but it's also because it's like the fear of getting bulky too because it just makes you but there's this one girl I'm so she was so good at swimming uh she unfortunately did not turn out well as a person in my opinion um but she's still a great swimmer (laughs) I guess um but she luckily, like, never had any issues with eating. And she was so buff. It was crazy. And she would do... I, I couldn't... I don't fuck with pull-ups like that. I had to use, like, a resistance band to do it. Um, but she could do it. No resistance band. With a weighted belt. Like, with the belt where you hang a weight from it. And was just the best on the team. And I was like, this is one of the best teams in the country. And I was like, damn. But, like go crazy because <laughs> it is also like it's much more even though it was very spread like regardless of gender it like affected you it was definitely like higher proportionate or it was more proportionate towards more women <laughs> than the surface um, when swimming is the point um and that's just because that's compiled upon like the broader general um desire for women to fit a certain way and then it just like becomes even more of an issue so it's just grander or more broad pressure at the same time there's so much of like general men's like workout culture that is just like eating disorders and it's just like they say like oh no it's normal and it's just like just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal like it's it's rough so many silly things which i want to talk about so bad but i'll just give you like a little brief rundown of like in the early 1900s, that was the first time that, like, fitness classes kind of became a thing, or, like, those kind of, like, the, like, the true examples of biopower of just, like, everyone getting a little groups doing these exercises. Also, I'm sorry, the fan's probably annoying. Um, but, oh, but now I'm closer to the frogs. Uh, you can't win. I could also just stop. But then, like, by the 70s, that's when workout, like, lifestyle magazines became a thing. 
and when the workout videos started coming out in the 80s so people would do home workouts and water bottles started getting bottled or it was like water bottled water didn't exist before the 90s I was like oh this isn't gonna work and then it just like became more of a symbol for lifestyle status um so it is like very fabricated and there's a whole idea that like workouts just kind of simulate like that former need to like be strong for the sake of like hunter like the hunter gatherer lifestyle where you just like had to be physically fit and like capable um Damn, lightning crazy. I was too busy admiring it, and then I keep forgetting that that has implications for my, my travels. Um, anyway, anyway. Um, yeah, it's... I talk about that for a long time. But, like, I, I, I'm going to shut up. Okay. I love you. <laughs> Have fun with this.